Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two allegedly truthfully former bona fide MIBs. Uh, uh. If you are not familiar with us, each week we take it in turns to probe into real life alien cases and bring you the truth as to whether these are as bona fide as our MIB credentials or if it is allegedly truthfully bullshit. I am your host for this week's episode, Mr. Moonwalker. Mr. Mr. And the little bitch sitting across from me is Kevin the Grey, a.k.a. Greybeard. That's me. I am I've, the little bitch. I thought you were about to say, that's Mr. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> no, you can title me however you wish. Get ready, probers. We're jumping straight into this bitch. <laughs> so we're going to Eagle River. It's April 18th. 1961 and at some time in the morning probably around 11 a.m joe simonton was sat in his kitchen enjoying a hearty breakfast of pancakes drenched in maple syrup mm-hmm. allegedly truthfully when a noise outside disturbed his peace <coughs> this is ludicrous he thought So he went outside to see what all the commotion was about. And then Joe watched in complete astonishment as a flying saucer descended from the skies above and perched itself neatly onto his farm like an elegant seagull. Ah, you'd know I don't like seagulls. Wait, what's happening in this picture? It's landed elegantly. (laughs) That's crash landed. (laughs) Mr. Moonwalker is showing me a picture of a seagull proper... Spaffing up their landing, landing upper belly first. <laughs> All sorts of wrong things are going on there. Dirty swines. Oh, I do not like seagulls. Sorry, folks who do, but they're not for me. Where we used to have extraterrestrial towers, they were often very, very noisy. We spent a lot of time cutting them out. They'd wake me up at like two, three in the morning, banging each other. They're sex fiends and they're horrid. And they'd leave their mess. And when I say mess, I'm not just talking about shit. All sorts of mess, like bones and mushrooms and all sorts, all over my balcony. Damn them. Anyway, back on the case. Ludicrous came down in a flying saucer is what I took from that. <laughs> so he's, he's a come out Luda, like... Luda, oh, ho! Is that what's going to happen? Is he going to be expecting some southern hospitality? I'm not going to ruin it for you. You'll have to wait and find out. It's an interesting word to utilise in your research notes, Mr. Moonwalker. The fact that you've written ludicrous with a capital L, I feel that that may be a factor that comes back later on. It also tickled me. In fact, well, it did, but pancakes drenched in maple syrup, allegedly truthfully. Is the syrup allegedly truthfully or are the pancakes allegedly truthfully? Both. I had no idea what he had for breakfast. (laughs) I love breakfast. It's probably my favourite meal. Proper breakfast. I'm not against cereal. I just like cereal for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I love a cooked breakfast. Yeah, me too. Oh, 
I might have one tomorrow. Oh, if only. I'm I'm gonna do steak tomorrow. With homemade chips. Lovely. Okay, back on track. According to Simonton, the saucer, once it had landed, stood roughly 12 foot high and was around 30 foot in diameter. The moment it landed, a hatch in the side of the saucer opened up. Three dark-skinned humanoid aliens, which were from Simonton's description, they were wearing a sort of uniform, which looked like a turtleneck. <laughs> I know, as soon as you say turtleneck, on the next page of your notes, there's going to be a picture of either the rock in a turtleneck, or more likely, Tom Hanks in a turtleneck. Let's have a look. <laughs> it's, it's the rock and Kevin Hart, in fact. In the famous turtleneck black jumper photo, <laughs> along with Kevin Hart's rendition of it, and The Rock's modern take on it. Beautiful work, sir. Uh, sorry, Hanks, not you today. I've forgotten what... Oh, three dark-skinned humanoids. In turtlenecks. In turtlenecks. <laughs> yes, we've covered the turtlenecks. So when you say dark-skinned, are we talking dark green, dark grey, dark Black? That we don't Can you actually... get a light black? No. Okay. They were just um, described as... Turtlenecked aliens. <laughs> okay. Along with the turtlenecks, they also appeared to have helmet caps and looked Italian in nature. Simonton stood exactly where he was as the figures ventured from their saucer heading towards him carrying what he says was a jug like any he has ever seen before on earth sorry a jug unlike any he has ever seen before on earth jugs it had two silver handles and simonton believed that it was made from the same material as the craft to him it seemed as if it looked like it was heavier than aluminium but lighter Aluminum to our American listeners, but lighter than steel. Aluminum? So I'll say aluminium. What about the IUM? Aluminium. <laughs> if you're going to pronounce it like that, you need to get the IUM in there. Come on, folks. They signaled to him that they needed water. Aluminium. Aluminum? It did not speak, but it motioned by tipping its head backward and making motions as if drinking. So, <laughs> this figure is inviting Simonton to have a little knees up. Lovely. Come over here, sip out me jugs. No, they, um, they were requesting drink. The, oh. So they wanted, well... They could have wanted anything, but he's... Did you say the jug was empty and I just missed it? Mm -hmm. Apologies. Give us some water. Ah, but what if they're allergic to water? Yeah, they literally made the motion to drink. That's pretty brave, isn't it? Just like, give me a drink. Whatever it is, it's fine. Well, Simonton could have came back with like a full jug of absinthe or something, like old school absinthe, Ooh. and <laughs> lit it. That, ah, oh, that's... And the alien's like, Woo! 
What if he gave him Uzo? Uh, that's not the nicest. Everyone gets it when they're abroad, though, don't they? Mm-hmm. Go to a hot European country, you're coming back with a bottle of Uzo. What if he just pissed in the jug and gave it to them? You, know, you don't know. Do you reckon that's what he did? And whatever he says happened next is not what happened next because he pissed in that jug? What would you put in the jug? Sh- sugary coffee. Did you think I was going to say shit? No. Darn it. No, um, if this happened in real, real life, I'd probably go for water. Mm-hmm. Natural it- assumption, isn't it? If this happened in had a couple of drinks, feeling a bit cheeky life, I might go for a a rum. (laughs) Come and sit on the porch with me. Have a drink. (laughs) Get all fucked. We'll we'll hit the local pub. Have a few. It's my mate Bruce. We don't know what colour skin he has. It's fine. He might be green. He might be grey. He's dark. People just think mysterious dress. Yeah, in his turtleneck. So Simonton took the jug from the being and went inside to fill it. And he pissed. When he returned, he handed the jug back over and sneakily leant to his left and placed his hand on the craft. As he did so, he could see further into the craft. Sneaky. He could see two more individuals who were attached to their workstations via a chain or belt. One of them was cooking food of some kind whilst the other was engrossed in the panel in front of them. Simonton had noted that he seemed to be frying cakes, and the being noticed his interest, so scooped up some of them and brought them over to him. The cakes looked like pancakes. Simonton also states that the whole time, no verbal communication between them ensued. They're all in sync. They don't need to verbally communicate. They just know. So the aliens have clearly wanted a little sneaky cheeky drink. Solventon's come back with a bit of alcohol, given it to them. They're having some... Mm, what sort of pancakes could get you high? If you put weed in the flour and made the pancakes with that not... Is that a thing? I have no idea. Do people... I don't do drugs. <laughs> do people put weed in pancakes... I've heard of brownies and that kind of thing, but pancakes? Because I feel like that might not be the best way to start your day. (laughs) If you're getting stoned when you first wake up, you're probably not going to have the most productive of days. Although it's a myth that you're unproductive on high, apparently. Have you ever been in a room of people that are high? I would question that. Yes, but rappers also seem to do their best work when high. Yeah, but that's... Not the most physical of activity. Don't get Doesn't me wrong, mean creative, it's not productive. but... Oh, uh, yeah, good point, good point. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Which rappers do their best work when high? Wiz Khalifa. Does Wiz Khalifa get high before going on stage? Oh, when is Wiz Khalifa not high? Well, I'm not on first-name basis with him. It's been oh. a while since I've spoken to him, so maybe you know better than me. Um, I think he put a tweet out recently saying that um, along the lines of weed doesn't make you... Unproductive. You're just fucking lazy. Something like that. <laughs> There's some strong views like, yes. on weed culture there. <laughs> but then where does the whole bro thing come in? Stoner bros. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I suppose it does mellow you out, but at the same time, 
it doesn't mean you can't be productive. Wouldn't it, I can? Sorry, go on. I was going to say, wouldn't it be determined by the mind state you're in when... Or possibly the attitude of those around you at the time. Mm-hmm. Depending on the circumstances, if you're doing it on your own, obviously not. But I, I've just thought of two examples. When I was at university, I went to see a friend one evening, walked into the room, every single person in the room, and there was about 12 of them other than me. All of them were stoned. Obviously, I don't do that. So I was the only sober one there. I say sober. I was having a drink. And they were all just really, really monged out on the sofa, like half fallen asleep. One went to a um, communal place to get a stuff out of the vendor machine, proper stereotypical stuff. My other thing I'm thinking of is I did the exact same thing, went to see the same friend, same group of people. They were all on ecstasy other than me. <laughs> I've never been hugged so much in my life. Kev, love you, man. <laughs> oh, come on, Kev. Love you. <laughs> did they hotbox the room? If they did, I did it before I got there. Uh-huh. Like, I was never into that side of life. But each to their own. And I'm friends with people from all walks of life. For example, Mr. Moonwalker, who is into dogging. I was expecting some sort of comeback there. <laughs> Tried it once, wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I meant weed <laughs> <laughs> no I have never done dogging or been dogging or whatever the <laughs> phrase would be only the dogger but um, yeah I've tried weed and literally had no effect and I was like well this is fucking pointless because I suppose the way you see other people when they take it and then you take it and you're like, well, this is doing nothing. Are you not just fucking acting or? I don't know. We've had friends in the past who we don't really see these days who have been into it, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Just was never for me or you, was it? It's one of those things. Just give me some whiskey. Give me some rum. Dark or spiced or dark and spiced. But not white. Racist. Although there was nothing verbal, on receiving the vase, the alien placed the tips of his his right hand to his forehead and immediately withdrew it. Which would appear like a gesture of thanks. Like sign language only to the forehead rather than the chin. Mm. Mm. Which Simonton responded to with a military salute. Which he believes... The being understood. As a sign of war. It's a declaration of war! Pulled out, pulled out a glove and slapped him. Jack. Whoosh. Jack. Once he'd received his pancakes, the hatch shut. When looking upon the craft, there was no sign that the hatch had even been there. The ship began to rise from the spot and would tip ever so slightly before shooting forward and away into the sky from whence it came. The power of this takeoff would force a pine tree to be bent backwards by some kind of blast from the ship as it left. Although it would be subjected to such a force, the tree would remain undamaged. 
tree was hard. With the pancakes in hand, Simonton decided that he would try one. So what? he was having pancakes. He was. What would it taste like? Would it have any adverse effects? Would it kill him? Or would it give him extraordinary powers? I reckon it's going to make him gag. Well, the pancake tasted like cardboard. Like your typical takeaway pancake? Well, actually, that depends on the takeaway. I haven't had cardboard, so I couldn't ascertain whether or not the pancake would taste like cardboard. Have you ever had wood in your mouth? Nope. <laughs> That's not some sort of fetish you have? Nope. Stick a plank of wood in there? <laughs> gobble, gobble. You've had glass in your mouth? Hold on! You ever had a straw in your mouth? Nope. You'd never had a straw? Nope. You've had straws in other places, because I've put them there. <laughs> <clears throat> and he doesn't mean my butthole. <laughs> I've put one in your butt before. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Can't remember. <laughs> Must have been drunk. <sighs> so what Mr. Greybeard is alluding to is we used to play a game when we went out called Straws. And the aim of the game was to go up to a bar take some straws from the bar and literally walk around the nightclub. Bearing in mind, we are drunk as fuck at this point and we would try to put straws into people's pockets um, through the loops in their, like, trouser pockets. If they... If you could see, like, the crack between the jeans, we would try to put it there. All without the people noticing. If they had long hair, get it in yeah, the hair, get, get it, it for a hairband, that's a bonus point. We were menaces with straws. Oh, many a conversation <laughs> was started through playing straws. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'd love to see the reaction of some people. like Because I think the record was getting like 13 straws into someone's bag wasn't it without them noticing so when they got home and like emptied the bag out and there's just all these straws in there wonder what like went through their head i once got a glass in someone's bag how the fuck did you do that i don't even know back to the pancakes simonton only ate the one and decided to keep the rest we have evidence we Yeah, we've got evidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a... Keep me in suspense. Crikey. Ooh, so if we've got alien pancakes... Evidence. Hold on. What if the uh, what if the pancakes are completely legit, but the aliens use the exact same ingredients that McDonald's use? <laughs> no one's going to believe him. These are McDonald's pancakes, goddammit. I don't like McDonald's pancakes. Tastes like crap. Lots of people would be... In fact, we're probably 50-50. Some people are going to be really angry to hear you say that because they love them. I mean... Other people are going to be like, yeah, F McDonald's. This is McDonald's pancakes in the UK. They're probably totally different over in America. 
Yeah, but I've known people in the UK who absolutely love them. I haven't. I love McDonald's breakfast, just not the pancakes. McMuffins, love me a McMuffin. Cheesy flatbread with bacon. That's a side for me. <laughs> I love food! All right, you fat bastard. <laughs> All right, Simonton. One day I am going to be, like, legitimately rather large. <laughs> just love eating. I mean, if cheesy flatbreads are a side and you keep going on that way. <laughs> once I stop playing sport, once my knees give out on me, I am screwed. I mean, I'm not the smallest chap to begin with. Come to the gym. <laughs> Come with me, Greybeard. You get so I'll excited. I'll make a man out of you yet. Jack. Jack. There'll be gold through these doors, Jack. <laughs> so Simonton would go on to explain his encounter to judge and UFO enthusiast Franklin Carter. Ooh. And in doing so, would produce some of the remaining pancakes. Yes! The pancakes looked perforated and were rubbery. <laughs> they could be bent, rolled, and not break apart. They also had an aroma to them, and it was one similar to goose grease. They were McDonald's ones! <laughs> this episode is brought to you by... <laughs> Probably Burger King as I just slated McDonald's. Oh, I love a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if I was going to go for a dirty takeaway of that nature, Burger King would be up there, yeah. Chili cheese bites for me. Oh, I love food! <laughs> he would also... Allow... <laughs> oh, I'm such a tubby little funster. <laughs> Two of the pancakes to be taken away and tested. These... Te pancakes were tested by NICAP. Ooh. But NICAP would go on to refute any involvement with the incident. But one man was interested. And once NICAP ceased to exist, one man stood above all. Took charge of their files. This better be Dr. Leo Fartsprinkle. And <laughs> as part of Project Blue Book would investigate. Ah. Uh. J. Yeah. Alan Hynek. Okay. Started out a non-believer, turned into a believer. Mr. Hynek. Now I'm a believer. Now I'm a believer. <laughs> I wish it was Fart Sprinkle. What a guy. Although saying that, J. Alan Hynek in the photo Mr. Moonwalker has produced for me of said individual does look like he might have just dropped his guts out there. He just looks so disinterested. <laughs> oh, he's, con oh, he's concentrating. This is so childish, but he looks like he's just dropped a two and a half minute fart. <laughs> and like it's gone past like the minute 30 point when his photo was taken. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it to stop. You can <laughs> see the glimmer of a bum puff in his eyes. Why is it? <laughs> Why is Alright, air biscuit. Why is it every time we have a serious photo of a UFO researcher, they look like they've just guffed? Buddy McGuffins. What's the best name you've ever heard of for a for a bum puff? <laughs> the Road Warrior. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. 
Chinese firecracker. <laughs> That's all well and good, but we can do the road warrior. No, we go in. We kill. No more talk. We kill. Soon, my dog of war. But we have to do it my way. That's the road warrior. <laughs> Please continue. You can guarantee there'll be South Park in, in our episodes. It's been a while since we've mentioned it. We went for a period where just randomly it kept on coming up for about 20, 30 episodes in a row. But we've eased off it lately. We've grown. We've matured. And today we're talking about bum puffs. So once Hynek stepped in, the pancakes actually got tested. And it was funded by the US Air Force. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> Air Force. Is that... <laughs> we never put that one together. <laughs> Air Force ones. You think that's Nike Air in them things? It's so childish. Oh, no. Oh, apologies. We're grown men, honest. So, was it funded by the US Air Force <laughs> because what? of being part of Project Blue Book rather than specifically the Air Force were interested in this one? Quite possibly, yes. Yeah, okay. But even so, at least they got them properly tested. True. So the pancakes had been tested and the results were in. They were made from wheat, flour, sugar and grease. Called it! But there were zero traces of any salt whatsoever. There weren't McDonald's. This isn't just that the salt wasn't added to the cooking process, but that it had been completely removed from the other base ingredients too. All right, salt-free ingredients. That doesn't really impress me. It was this that shocked the researchers. Because if this was a hoax, how was it possible for Simonton to remove the salt there must be no salt ingredients available so i don't think there are all right it was aliens when it comes to quite a lot of ingredients in things when they say zero it's not zero it's under a percentage and because it's under the percentage they can claim it's not there Uh, it was this that shocked... Oh, fucking said that. Did it you? Yeah! <laughs> I've so, done that so many times lately. So Carter would also go on to vouch for Simonton in the matter as he couldn't fathom him making it up as there was a complete lack of motive for him to put himself in the firing line of the public by making it up. There was nothing here for him to gain. Yeah, but stupid people don't see it like that. Harsh. Could the beings be linked to other, other worldly beings? Jacques Vallée, within his book Passport to Magonia, would speak of creatures who had an, an aversion to salt completely. Vallée goes through the case himself and references Wentz, an American writer who wrote about Celtic legends, known as the Gentry. The gentry did not eat anything salt and would only drink pure water. The same thing that the beings asked for from Simonton 
when they landed. Well, so, to be fair, we don't know that they asked for pure water. They just held out their jugs. They could have been asking for anything. So after the findings, what did the Air Force believe? Well, they believe Simonton had experienced a lucid dream. But he had the pancakes. Whilst eating breakfast. But they couldn't explain what snapped him out of it. They also couldn't explain where the pancakes came from, if he dreamt it. Simonton, however, doesn't agree with their conclusion. He would also state that if he could go back and do things over, he wouldn't report the incident at all. Mm. And there is a picture of Simonton for you with his star rock looking pancake. Oh gosh, that looks really burnt. That looks stale and wooden. Issue number 24, volume 6, number 1 of the Sorcerian Bulletin. I've never seen that publication before. Interesting. I must say that uh, Simonton himself looks like Professor X from the X-Men and Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Professor X and Hannibal Lecter had a love child together. Hannibal X, Professor Lecter, Steve, Jack, Bumpuff. <laughs> Imagine if there was a superhero called Bumpuff. I've just got the tangent in my mind. Uh, bank robbery ongoing. Bumpuff jumps in. I'll save you. <laughs> Nothing happens. Hold on, it'll have an effect soon. Starts wafting it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it wasn't powerful enough. (laughs) Wait, let me bust out the road warrior. (laughs) What what is his voice like that? Hello. My name is the Bumpuff. I have come to save you. (laughs) No, no, that wasn't the one. Uh, To fly off, he has to fart until every time he lands, he goes... Right, seriously, we need to get off farts. The most childish (laughs) episode we have ever done. (sighs) Ow! Just head by the wall. So, it's time for science and scepticism. In regards to the pancakes and them not having any salt whatsoever, I have looked it up to see if you can remove salt from the ingredients. And I couldn't find a way of doing so. Mm. found loads of ways of reducing salt in foods but not to remove it completely okay just on the note of science of skepticism then how do have we seen the test results are they in front of you no then no (laughs) maybe they made the results up maybe they did (laughs) (laughs) for a publication the Sorcerian, for example. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Who are we to say? We don't have the results in front of us, so we cannot... You're about to. So to summarise, we have the story of Joe Simonton, whose breakfast was interrupted by aliens who landed on his farm and asked for some water. Upon receiving this gift, they noticed his interest in their food, so they gave him some. 
which he describes as a pancake. They didn't probe him. Instead, they thanked him with a nod and left. He reports... I say nod. They put their fingers to their forehead. He reports it and ends up seeing a ufologist and judge and takes the pancakes with him. He tasted one before that and said it just tasted like cardboard. The pancakes were taken off to be tested and were found to contain household ingredients but zero traces of salt. When the Air Force got the findings of the investigation, they concluded that he must have had a lucid dream. This is something that Simonton refutes, and he also claims that he wishes he never reported it. Hmm. Well, I've kind of spoiled my conclusion by asking the question about the evidence, whether we've actually seen any accounts of this other than what came from the Sorcerian. All we know is what was in this article, basically. Uh, we do. It's tough, isn't it? Because on the one hand, if, and I'm not saying this is the case for this one, but say someone was working for a government organisation and they wanted to leak some information, they'd probably leak it to some sort of publication and that would be the only evidence. Mm-hmm. Like a whistleblower. Who's to say that it really happened or not? But equally, when it is that of that nature you can't tell whether there was a person to begin with or whether the publication made it up to sell copies, which is obviously exactly the main goal in what they do. Do you want me to conclude? Yes, please. I... Right, he thinks it was aliens, and they gave him alien pancakes. So This one was all about pancakes, <laughs> wasn't it? it? Was. <laughs> and I'm feeling quite peckish now. Unfortunately, pancakes and farts. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised we didn't combine the two in some manner. So I also don't think that this was aliens at all. I'm not saying it was aliens. No. Again, like you said, it was possible. I possibly think he did have a dream of some kind. And maybe he just had pancakes on the table in front of him. We have no idea what was going on at that he time. He burnt his own pancake. <laughs> yeah. Um, might have had a episode or might have been by episode i mean you know when some people literally they're doing something and then they just kind of blankly stare at something and mm. then they're back in the room might have just burnt his pancakes had a dream whilst he was making pancakes a lucid dream burned. yep you sound like a mib allegedly truthfully and um then went to see someone and they were like oh pancake we can put this in the Sorcerian. Mm. And then they may have just made the rest of it up. Yeah. Because can you imagine going to an organisation saying, I got abducted by aliens, here's the pancakes they gave me, and it's a normal pancake. <laughs> like, can you, can you really see them taking the pancake and testing it? Yeah. But yeah, me too. <laughs> But it's not aliens. So random, a pancake. Why do aliens eat pancakes? Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You're welcome. You can find us on Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and we have our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers. You can also find Mm, us... Just thinking about Extraterrestrial Towers. I mean, we can't change the name of it officially because it's been that for so long, and that's how people listen to old episodes will find us. But we're no longer in a tower... We are always in a tower. 
Well, we could be in a tent. We are always extraterrestrial tent. (laughs) (laughs) Or extraterrestrial teepee. I believe that was once suggested to us by a friend of the show, actually, now that I think about it. Hi! Rachel. Tent. (laughs) Teepee. Car. Extraterrestrial turnip. Yeah. Literally change it every week, but that's too much work. And I've got enough work on as it is. Um, you can find us on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter at But It Was Aliens. Yeah. We are also on Patreon.com where you can find bonus episodes where we cover things outside of the extraterrestrial. Things like Rasputin, <laughs> Pirates. Pirates was on the main episode, wasn't it? It was your birthday. No, it wasn't. It was Blackbeard. Why did I think that was your birthday? (laughs) It's the best day of your life, damn it. Non-pirates. Ghost ships. Jack. Maybe we will cover pirates on the Patreon. (laughs) Wendigos. Reincarnation. What else have we covered? Witches. The Black Shuck. The... (laughs) So I have been Moonwalker. He has been Greybeard. Remember, the truth is up there. Jack. Hash tag. Roll.